Sitting back, relaxing, and talking sports with the guys. Hey, we're just men doing manly things. Light up a cigar and have a brew with the starting lineups Tyler Ivins and Eric Kay. For the next 60 minutes, it's the Gentleman's Hour podcast on The Sports Animal. Well, hello again once... Let me try that again. Hello again, everybody. Hello once again, everybody. Man, I'm all flustered, and I'll tell you why here in just a second. Rooftop of Toyota of Knoxville, right next to Interstate 40. Right here in West Knoxville, and you can probably hear the crowd noise. A lot is going on right now, and you're probably asking, why? Why are you out here, Eric? Why are you out here on the roof? of Toyota of Knoxville here for this podcast of the Gentleman's Hour podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Sports Radio WNML. Well, I'll tell you why. My compadre, my good friend Tyler Ivins. He, I really appreciate you saying that. Like, there were, I didn't know how you were going to – I didn't know how you were going to essentially – Bring you in here. I, no, I, no, 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 Describe no, no. you as to me. No, no, no. I Look. What I'm doing is not saying I understand that. I understand there's some people who are questioning their loyalty or their ties to me. <laughs> so the fact that you still title me under the categories of compadre and compadre, Fred, friend, like this doesn't work well for podcast and radio. But a uh, L- little hug, bring it in here. You hear that right there? Oh yeah, that was a little chest on chest. That was a little beef on beef right there, boys. Good to see you, man. Thanks Good for coming to see-, to see me. Even though it took to Wednesday, our <laughs> podcast day, John Stansel up here smiling with a cigar in his hand as well. It took him that long, John, oh. under the requirements to come see me. <laughs> it's okay if there's a little bit of delay. It's okay. It's up here on a roof, okay? Yeah. So well, the, I believe you'll find the talent's been busy. Uh, <laughs> on, and on a side note, Tyler is a rooftop squatter in an open-range world, <laughs> which is also why radio hosts make poor communists. Way to go, Tyler. Listen, we are on top of Toyota Knoxville down here just off of Interstate 40. You can hear the cars passing in the background. It's like you, Bristol, baby. You're around. No, notice notice I said seven. that because you're the NASCAR guy. Yeah. 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 Bristol, big NASCAR baby. Guy. Yeah, big NASCAR guy. I'm a big fan. Which is hilarious because I've done a couple of radio hits in Bama. And every time I'm like, it sounds like Bristol. They're like, oh, you mean Talladega? Okay, I get that there are more than one NASCAR track in the United States that resides on the hey, east side of Tennessee. But here in East Tennessee, it's all about Bristol, baby. Yeah. All right? We are a little understaffed, a little undermanned. I mean, we're on a rooftop here. I had to bring the remote equipment up here. You are literally doing this podcast out yeah. of the back out of a Toyota 4Runner. If you're driving by, I know this doesn't work well for podcasting because it's recorded. This is not live. But if you're driving by right now, you can see us up here. John Stansel sitting here looking sharp as always. Tyler Robbins and myself have headsets on. We are waving to the interstate right now. We don't have all the microphones. We don't have all of our proper equipment. But I wanted to come up here, and I wanted to do this podcast on the rooftop because, Tyler, you're going to be up here until Saturday at least, potentially more. Saturday? I'm coming down <laughs> Saturday at 4 o'clock. He's Snapchatting right now. Tennessee is going to beat Mississippi State, and I'll be in the comforts of my own bed about 7 o'clock. It'll be an early night for me Saturday. So how did we get here? Okay? How did we get here? Let's paint the picture. The football season has not gone the way a lot of Tennessee fans had hoped. Tyler, I know you and I, we were in agreement 7-5 and five prior to the season. 4-0 in non-conference play. We thought Tennessee would split South Carolina and Mississippi State. We thought they'd lose to Missouri, but beat Kentucky, UAB, and Vanderbilt. That's kind of how you know, with obvious you have losses, a fantastic to, memory. I do 
Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. Okay? So that's where we kind of stood prior to the season getting going. And it's not gone that way so far. So, you know, in recent weeks, you know, you made the passing comment because there was enlighten me on the gentleman's name from Knoxville that camped out on a billboard for 33 days in 1988. You think I would have known his name by now. I just call him Nashville guy. Nashville guy. He did that back in 1988 when Tennessee started 1-3. and three. Camped out on a billboard for 33 days until Tennessee picked up its, its next win. Tyler heard about that story and said, you know what, I'd, I'd do that until Tennessee wins their next football game. I'd do that. That's something I would do. And, you know, just in passing in the recent weeks, you know, after the Florida game, he said it, you know, whatever. And in the bye week, said it a couple of times, whatever. Well, Monday morning, Tyler Robbins starts it yet again. And Will West is like, are you? You know, someone's going to call your bluff eventually. Someone's the the call most ridiculous bluff. part of this whole thing was the fact that Will actually believes that they're going to go over for the month of October. Tyler says there's no way Tennessee will no. go over for the month of October. Tennessee it, will lose to Georgia, will beat Mississippi State, lose to Alabama, and then I think it, I think there's a chance to beat in South Carolina as well. But you're not there yet. Will believes that Tennessee will go over in the month of October. Tyler says I will camp out. I would camp out somewhere on a billboard on someone's roof, building whatever it may be, until Tennessee gets his next win. Little did we know that Jason here, Jason Carson at the local Toyota in Knoxville, right here in Knoxville, just off Interstate 40, again, hello to the passing cars, would call into the show, call your bluff, and Tyler, you were like a deer in headlights, weren't you? Look, (laughs) we all live in a world where sometimes we can go over the top about things, but when a man's, I guess, integrity and his word come into play, you don't really have much of a decision. To me, a man, really, a lot is to be said about a man, whether or not he keeps his word. So you would have called me ignorant. You would have called me stupid. Some people would be like, you're an attention whore. Essentially what it comes I like down that one. to. I think that was me that tweeted at you, attention whore. That was attention me. Attention whore. Okay, whatever, man. <laughs> whatever, man. You know what's funny? The people calling me that, yeah. I don't see them walking up here and talking to me right here outside of this gate. And guess what? I don't see no security guard keeping them from walking into this gate. Point being is. I drove right up here. At least. Well, security guard had to get some coffee, all right? Yeah. We can't keep them on 24-7. Budget's limited. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, at least I'll be, you know, call me whatever you want, but at least be like, hey, man, he can keep his word. I'll give him that. Tyler, you got up here, and again, we're going we're gonna to talk about the whole process throughout the show. You can and why, it, yeah. why you're up here and when you plan on coming down and how you're going to come down, that would be Tennessee defeating Mississippi State on Saturday. You've been up here since about 3 o'clock on Monday, all right? You did the show Tuesday morning from here. You did the show today's Wednesday. You did the show from here this morning, 6 to 9. Yep. You are going to stay on that path throughout the rest of the week, and hopefully Friday will be your last show for the starting lineup, 6 to 9 a.m., the sports animal from right here on the rooftop yeah if tennessee were to lose saturday you will be up here until the next volunteers victory now let's look at the schedule here and i know you thought about this and you've had a lot of time to think about this over the last two days up here rooftop i think i have the schedule memorized tennessee off season heads to tuscaloosa the following week that's going to be an l all right that's another week if tennessee were to lose all right what if something happens to two in that game i still think it's a i still think it's an l what if – I don't like how you automatically have that chalked up as a loss. Do you think Tennessee's going to beat Alabama? Ask me again. <laughs> ask me again day, day eight, no, ask day me, nine. No, no, no. Why, sh- why are we focusing on Alabama? It doesn't matter. Why are we focusing on Alabama State. with Mississippi State coming up? Point being is Tyler yeah. is here. He's a man of his word. 
And so far, through we're looking at almost day two completes here at about 3 o'clock in a couple hours. He is up here, and the sounds of the interstates are now his, uh, it's what he goes to bed to. It's literally what he wakes up to. It's what he takes a nap to. It's what he eats lunch to. I mean, it's literally here. Today, you want to know why? I was actually up for the show. Yeah, we had some technical, technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. Not only did my alarm wake me up at 5.45-ish, I almost went back to sleep. But then luckily, somebody came by with the General Lee horn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Oh, here we are. I thought we were going to have a moonshine delivery. The Duke boys are at it again going down 40 East. So, uh, again, we got so much to get into right. today. Gentlemen's Hour podcast, Tyler Robbins, Eric Kane, at Tyler. Tweet at Tyler. Check in on him this week. I Heaven want- forbid Tennessee were to lose on Saturday. Come by and see him next week. He's at Tyler Robbins on Twitter. I'm at underscore Kaner. For the at- rest of the podcast, you will say, come visit Tyler until Saturday when Tennessee beats Mississippi Saturday State. Saturday about 4.30, right? Until, I'm, until I mean, 4, like, whatever, I'm off yeah. this building at the latest 5 o'clock. Yeah. So you have until Saturday at 5 o'clock to stop by. I have been wondering this. Just spur of the moment, I'm going to ask you right now. When do you start packing up your campsite here? Do you want to jinx it? Triple zeros. Okay. Triple zeros, fourth quarter. Okay. Tennessee's one point better than Mississippi State. All right. All right. Because I thought about it. I was like, if Tennessee has a, a 10-point lead in the second half, is Tyler already starting to unloosen that rope, taking down no, the 10? No, no, they no. don't want to jinx it. You know me. I'm a wink guy on the side. Yeah. I don't cash that ticket until it's yeah. – yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. All right. So Tyler's up here on the roof. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. But, you know, I'll, I've been balancing like, you know, Jeff Jarnigan, our boss, likes to say if you're producing a show, it's like you're balancing plates on a stick throughout the show. Oh, you you, you. – <laughs> You're, you're washing the dishes, spinning the dishes, yeah. and serving the dishes. So Tuesday morning, your first show up here, I, I, couldn't, I, I didn't hear from you. I, it's so funny. I called you, and I could hear the phone ring because your headset's in the tent with you, but I couldn't hear you. And I know you explained it to me, but I was so busy doing stuff. Did you? And it's totally explanatory if you did. Did you oversleep your alarm because of the noise here? 100%. Uh, on Monday? So to okay. kind of walk you through, so it is a tailgate tent with side panels. Yeah. Inside the tailgate tent, there is an actual camping tent yep. that is on a plastic platform that's about two inches off the ground. So In case water it rains, yeah. can runs up, and they have drains that are up here to keep it from flooding. Yeah, I have a eye mask because there are bright display lights up here that show off the vehicles they have at Toyota Knoxville. And then I also, I believe one of the earplugs actually has slipped out of my pocket where I was standing yep. today. These neon green earplugs, just start, the foamies. So not only do I have the foam earplugs. I have the noise of 40, but then I had my phone on ring and vibrate, knowing that the ring wasn't going to help. Yeah. I was hoping the vibrations on a jawline or the top of my head would wake me up. Um, no, I mean, absolutely. The My body clock woke me up at like 6.09, yeah. and the headset was right next to me, and that's when I rolled over. <coughs> hey, hey, I'm here. Hey, you ready? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I, I immediately uh, came out here, started brushing my teeth and drinking energy drinks. I told Will, I said, Will, I haven't. I, I said, I know Tyler is there because I can hear his phone ring. I don't think he's awake right now. I think he overslept because of all the noise, and, he's, and Will just started laughing like, huh? yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> and so we finally get you on. It was great. We painted the picture and everything. Same thing this morning. You didn't oversleep this morning, but, you know, technical issues. We got you the on the last thing I did, I hang my headset from one of the rings here yeah. that make up of the Sports Radio WNML tent. And the last thing I did, I literally said goodbye to everybody who came out to say hello. I walked under the tailgating tent at NML, and I grabbed the headset, and I heard the return from CBS Sports National. Yeah. Hung it back up, went inside, threw the blanket on. See if I can try to fix my mattress, which, by the way, has a hole in it. <laughs> so I was essentially sleeping on this flat surface. <laughs> and 
I was like, we're good to go. I was so tired, though. Luckily, it didn't take me long to go to sleep. Yeah. Then I woke up this morning about 5.45-ish, as I mentioned. Yeah. Got up. Getting sleep in a little bit when you're up here. Yeah. Because you don't have to drive anywhere. Exactly. You're not taking no shower. Exactly. You roll over. Time to the show. So I was walking around trying to wake up. I had an energy drink. I had some coffee. Shout to a gentleman by the name of Frank, big fan of our show and our product. He's been out here back-to-back days, headlights flooding the area, and he just like kind of like the torchbearer on campus, he just has a cu- hot cup of coffee, yeah. and he just goes, whoa, go balls, gets his car and drives off. <laughs> That's so, awesome. And next That's thing awesome. you know, and I'm like, man, I wonder why Canner has a call. Oh, there's Canner right there. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Dude, do you not hear me? Of course, what do I do? Big mistake on my part for not troubleshooting and doing the assumption. Grab the headset, nothing. So I'm like, ah, panic, did some troubleshooting yeah. inside the building where they have the equipment to keep it dry. Click here, click there. Let's roll. We are ready to roll. All right, so we're going to get into how Tennessee's going to beat Mississippi State, and you're going to get off this roof here in just a minute. But, I mean, dude. See, I know, that's, that's, that's it. That's I the know, mentality. No, we're, we're going to talk about it, I promise. But hang on. The story of this podcast is, I mean, Tyler Robbins is on a damn roof up here. He's, he's living on a on, – I mean, hell, he's up here on a roof. He is waving. We got hey, Hong Kong, 18-wheeler. I Can mean, I tell you who the biggest supporters have been? Truckers. Like they're, they're, it's truckers, but yeah. specific truckers. I'll give them a shout-out. Okay. I have received probably thousands of beeps. Thousands of honks, but the one consistent where every time I hear that loud, rot, rot, the logo I see, and I know it's different trucks because they have their serial numbers on the side, and they've all been different. Shout out to the drivers of the local FedEx hub. Okay. The FedEx truckies who keep going east and west on 40 every day. Yeah. Man, and they are holding it. They got one arm pulling the plunger and the other one outside either giving me the rock on, the fist. <laughs> no middle fingers yet. But so yeah, far. But, but they're coming. Oh, they'll they're be coming. here. They'll be here. This is your life, yeah. all right? And, again, we're going to get into Tennessee, Mississippi State, but this is your life, all right? So we are vastly approaching here in about two – oh, really, about four hours from now, you'll be at officially 48 hours up here on the roof. All 2.59 right? is that yeah. mark. So as we've already mentioned a little bit in passing, you come into the gated area here. Again, you're right here on the ledge on right. top of the building to where eastbound on I-40 going into Knoxville – you can come by, honk, wave, and you Which, can see By the way, the cotton candy sunrises I've been getting over my tent in the oh, yeah. Toyota building have been absolutely gorgeous. You've seen a lot of good sights over here, man. Sunsets. Mother Nature has blessed me with some awesome weather. Is it a tad chilly at night? Sure. Better but than 97, right? That sticky, sticky humidity that looks like you just climbed out of a pool. Hey, that's the Lord on. looking out for you right there. Like, oh, well, you, you bit off more than you can chew, right. but I'm going to take care of you, drop that down, give you some fall. And, you know, I know Saturday it's going to be nasty. Yeah. Weather conditions not ideal for this football game, but Toyota Knoxville, a bunch of listeners, coworkers, this is essentially the living room we're standing on right now. They're going to wheel a grill, a flat screen, and we are essentially going to have a Tennessee victory watch party that's... while I'm flipping burgers. And, uh, Got to say it, it. So to give you an idea, I've got a lantern hanging here from the tent. I fire that baby up, and it's just me and my thoughts with the moss about <laughs> 6 a.m. right here with this lantern. You come into the gate immediately. You see a pair of cornhole boards from Hound Dogs. Shout Shouts out to Hound Jesse Dogs. and Hound Dogs. You have a putting green from Edward Edward Watts Golf. Golf. Okay, Which, Eric Ainge. I've already seen it. Ainge, give me back the putter they gave me. I don't want your cheap hand-me-down. I want the ping that they brought me. That also made David Ovens' piece in the athletic. What's that? And just quote, he's quoted by saying, yeah, they donated a putter that was better than mine. Tyler Robbins don't even know how to play golf. I took his game and hand me down. <laughs> Ainge, I'm keeping receipts. You come in here, you have a nice hammock to where you can take a nap in the afternoon. Shouts you can relax. Sports. 
You come in here, you have the WNML uh, tailgates uh, tent right here where the platform is standing underneath. That's the living room area that we've been Shouts talking about. Shouts to all about. occasions, party rentals. You have two Tennessee tailgate chairs and a like a nice little makeshift tailgate table. Yeah. Okay? All sitting on a platform to where the water can run underneath. Okay? We have a forerunner then parked immediately past the tent. And on the other side of the forerunner, you have an inflatable Smokey who's your best friend this week. That's my Wilson if this is a castaway. <laughs> I thought about that earlier. Hey, yeah. how many wins do we need, Smokey? He's holding up the index finger. Just one. Mississippi State fans need to get better jokes. They've caught on to what I'm doing. Have fun with your blow-up doll. It's just like, okay, it's funny the first time. I giggled the second time. The third through 19th time, I'm like, your jokes are as original as your offense, even with Joe Moorhead there. I'm a, I'm a dude, so I immediately I thought the same thing. But sure. then you go on. Past Smokey, you have your... Your exterior tailgate tent with, with uh, stuff the with panels, with panels, panels on yeah. each side, and then inside there you have your camping tent again on a platform. What all is in your camping tent? You have a sleeping bag, an air mattress that is now so has a I, hole in it. If I'm laying down, yeah, it's air mattress, fitted sheet, thermal blanket, giant comforter, two pillows. In the top left corner, I have a cooler that's keeping my beverages and some cold items chilled. On the right is my suitcase with clean clothes. Some have been reused. I'm wearing the same shorts I wore when I got here on Monday. I'm switching out cold weather gear. Back right is where I'm keeping my smartphone charger so I know where it vibrates to wake me up in the morning. Back left-hand corner is where I'm keeping a lot of the toiletries, Mm -hmm. the earplugs, my toothbrushes. So I, I have a system, and I hang my headphones in there right there. So I know no matter what time I wake up, it literally is drinks, Headset. Drinks. Sweater. Where's my phone? What time is it? Oh, headset. I've got Live a radio. Live radio. Live radio. i got a system. You've got an Orca cooler just out back with ice-cold beverages down in there. you got Gatorade. You've got uh, energy drinks. I would assume, knowing you, you probably got some bourbon in there for a little nighttime. I'll be completely honest with you right now what I have inside that cooler. It is Powerade, sugar-free Red Bull, Bang Energy drink that I got from my friends at Eagle, Plenty of water. Will was drinking Bang this morning. He said he's a big fan. He came by and and scooped some up. He said he was going to do so later. And I do have a small, it is a small travel uh, flask. flask. It is an all, it's kind of like a, it's the Yeti of flasks that has probably a quarter of bourbon left in it. I'm up here. I'm not really looking to have a a few. I literally poured enough in the flask for two beverages. One the Friday night before, so I'm done with all my air shifts. I'll drink the first one Friday night, second have one a after smoke, the game. second one after the game's over. I have a system for all of it. So Monday afternoon, I sent out a press release letting the local media know that this is going on. You've been flooded. WVLT's been over here. W- Not flooded up here with rain, but flooded with media veils, yeah. You know, we're media, but now it's, it's, it's all on you in this story. WVLT came by, WATE came by. Uh, the Athletic put out a really, really nice piece from David, David Oven. David Oven, man, he is a bang up Fantastic. Guy. I'm a big I fan of I saw where, did an Alabama radio station reach out to you? Yeah. Okay, this I saw morning, that as well. we did AL.com. There's, yeah, there's going to be more. Um, how's that experience been? I mean, really just getting phone calls and texts and wanting to know why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and, uh, you know, truly what you believe will happen on Saturday. How's that whole thing been going? Locally, locally, the people here have been very supportive. They just kind of want to get some of the inside details. They want to make sure there's no smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Like somebody's pulling up here with the bed of a truck and I'm hiding in it and going home at night. The people outside of Knoxville, they are essentially 
A, wanting to know the story, and B, remind me what happens if Mississippi State doesn't win, like I don't already know. Yeah. Remind them. Essentially what this has become is they're priming the pump for if Tennessee loses to be ready to take over for Alabama. Yeah. To which I've said to them, each appearance, each story, if you're trying to get an Alabama quote out of me, I'm not even worried about Nick Saban. Doesn't Alabama need to be thinking about A&M this weekend? Well, what are you going to say if Jeremy Pruitt gets on? Jeremy Pruitt doesn't need to worry about. This has nothing to do with Jeremy Pruitt. I am here supporting this team. I would not be up here if I did not believe Tennessee was going to beat Mississippi State this weekend. So you can prod. You can prime the pump. You can take the poker to the logs in the fire pit. Why are we talking about Alabama? And why are we talking about what ifs, what ifs, Novembers, Thanksgivings, and Halloweens? When I'm going to be off this sucker by 4:35 I mean, o'clock Saturday. And here's the thing too. I mean, you've been you've been talking it, mention it, mention, and then Monday morning you were talking the big game. Someone called your bluff. You're up here. Yeah. You've been up here for two days. I joke around. I joked on the on the show this morning on the on a 99.1 FM the Sports Animal that I was like I have to believe it to see it, even though I know I, I'm literally talking to you. I know you're there, but here I am. I'm up on the rooftop. You've been here. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't have done this if you truly don't believe Tennessee will beat Mississippi State because. Alabama is the next week. South Carolina is a toss-up game at best. Yeah. So if t- if Tennessee does not beat State this weekend, you are looking at a November the second potentially homecoming game where you're off the roof November the uh, second. I wouldn't even go that far. Okay, South Carolina. Yeah, I, that was the thing that, that like. When but people- the whole thing is confidence. You are confident in this team beating Mississippi State because you here you are. I mean, if you want to be in John Malkovich moment. But you want to get inside my brain, when Will said they'd go over for October, I said, okay, I know who's on the schedule, but you're giving me a 50% chance of hitting one? I, The two games that I am the most confident in are both at Neyland Stadium? Both of which, one is against a West opponent in Mississippi State that is beatable, and the other one is a Carolina opponent who has not looked strong this year. Jake and Bentley, no go. Ryan Holinsky a little banged up. Yeah, and it's a Carolina team where Tennessee fans – know the history with Will Muschamp, no matter what program he's been coaching. Man, you don't think Tennessee fans? How many Tennessee fans did we talk to this year? And they were like, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. And they damn Carolina, man, I can't, I can't do this Will Muschamp thing anymore. Like, come on. Let's look at this as a whole. Let's look how we got here. Let's look who lies ahead. All it takes is to kind of just follow where the story has gone, put me in the position I was in after Georgia or ahead of Georgia in the month of October and just go, Look, call me Tennessee Tyler. Call me the born and raised kid. You know, whatever. Whether you like it or you hate it, one thing we all have in common is the support for the University of Tennessee. And the math adds up. It might be loose math. Show your work to your teacher. It might be a little scribbly near the bottom of the page. But so be it, man. I mean, I just, this is a Tennessee, this is a Tennessee team who, did all the right things and said all the right things since Georgia to make me believe they're turning the corner. Tyler, you've been up here. It's been almost 48 hours, so you've had a lot of visitors come by. Shout out to all the local businesses. Gus's, Pops, uh, Big, Kahuna, Big Wings. Kahuna Wings. I know that Cal- Kevin Goody stopped by Calhoun's is going to be in the mix sooner or yeah. later. There's so many people to thank. And you see, so you've had a lot of visitors. Yeah. Will's been up here. Uh, you know, Eric Ainge has stopped by a couple of times people at the station i'm finally here what's up buddy but there has been a lot of alone time and i want to know again it's just 48 hours in almost what have you done to fill the downtime and 
you know, I, it's so funny. I don't know if I told you this this morning, but I was uh, popped in the car. I was driving home yesterday. I was listening to Sports 180 with Heather and Josh, and Josh came back from break, and he said, just got a message from one of my friends, said he just drove by Toyota Knoxville. Tyler Robbins just staring at the interstate, doing nothing, just staring at the interstate. Would you find it hard to believe that even if I was in the comforts of my own home that I kind of just stare and do nothing? Yeah. I mean, what I've been doing up here I essentially do at home. I'll have a cigar. Now, granted, I, I my dog hasn't been up here as much. Yeah. He's, I've seen him one time. He was obviously very happy to see his dad. Usually there's a TV involved. I'm limited to limited 2019 to a smartphone. Wi-Fi the is, Wi-Fi, come on. It's, it's, it's spotty at best. It yeah. just... I've had a I've had the opportunity to do quite a bit of show prep. Mm-hmm. I have had and, and mainly what I've done is just really thought about the show in general. It's just, you know, Will and I have been together since uh since May and it's it's an opportunity to find out how we can continue to be the standard barrier, set the mark, our station as a whole. It, it just it I think right now it's an opportunity for Will and I to start the engines in the morning. The handoff to Eric and Brian, they crush it. Josh and Heather, two of our most experienced veterans we have. And then you go Sports to Sports Animal OGs. And then, yeah, I agree with that. And then you hand it off to the captains. If, if you allow the hockey analogy, you got John and Jimmy who've got the captaincies on the sweaters. Or I track mean, and field analogies, the uh, the leg. Yeah, bring it thank home. you. Thank you. There you go. I mean, this is an opportunity to – people are panicking after 17 games with Jeremy Pruitt. And it just – fans have had a decade of just abuse, and we acknowledge that. And it's just something that – look, nobody asked me to come up here. Yeah. I have admit, I admitted that I – you know what? I, I, I ran the mouth, and when you – there's some people out there, I think, who just do it with no consequence or think that nothing will come of it. I'd rather be the guy who at least has turned into a lesson, but you know what? It's a lesson I've learned to the loyalty. And, look, I've made no secrets about it. I am a Tennessee fan. I grew up here. I went to school here. Yeah. I am 100%. Again, more from Jeremy Pruitt. I believe in him. I believe in this team, and I know they're turning a corner. More of that in David Ovens' piece in The Athletic. Tyler Robbins. Okay. Tyler Robbins on top of Toyota Knoxville here, just adjacent here to Interstate 40, heading eastbound. If you're listening to this and it's not Saturday yet, beep your horn. He will wave at you. But now, how to get you off this roof? Tennessee and Mississippi State. I'm actually anxious. I want to hear your keys to victory, if you will. It's cliche, but why do you think Tennessee is going to beat Mississippi State? And you know what? I'll even allow it. I say to be positive, if you believe Mississippi State's going to win this game, tell me. Tell me right now. All right, so my key to victory for Tennessee against Mississippi State on Saturday. And again... A lot riding on this game, not only for the volunteers, but for my friend and my cohort, Tyler Robbins, getting off this dang roof. This is a great opportunity for Tennessee to establish the run game. Right. Ever since BYU, Tennessee, where has Ty Chandler been? Where has Eric Gray been? Tim Jordan is getting healthier and healthier. And we talked about it a little bit on the morning show this morning. But where have those guys been? Tennessee, now more than ever, with a freshman quarterback now leading the charge, we haven't even talked about Brian Maurer. You need to run the football. Tennessee gets BYU. I can't believe we're having to actually talk about this. 150 yards on the ground. Unbelievable. And since then, and now I know the competition's been fierce. Well, UTC, but then you had Florida, Georgia. I get all that. 
Tennessee needs to run the football. Mississippi State yields almost 160 yards on the ground a game. A great time for Ty Chandler, Tim Jordan, Eric Gray to get theirs and to help Brian Mauer. That's one of my keys to victory. What, what do you think about that? Uh, look, do you want to win in the SEC? Yeah, run the football, if play you defense. Want, if you want to be a good SEC team, do one or the other. You want to be a great SEC team? Be efficient and effective on both ends. Stop the run and be able to enforce your will with the run. Tennessee this year, granted a lot of those games they were trailing in and it was close, so maybe there were more passing opportunities there. Yeah. But I think Tennessee's realizing in a game, especially where the weather can be inclement, Mississippi State, they can get going and going this with yards after. This is a running football game. Run the ball. Yep. Hold on to it. Time of possession, move the chains, limit Mississippi State's chance to put points on the board. Mississippi State has the best running back statistically in the SEC right now in Kalen Hill. He's a phenomenal player. He's got almost 600 yards on the ground so far. Aubrey Solomon needs to be a factor in that run stop. Tennessee's run defense has been a heck of a lot better than right. his pass rush. Aubrey Solomon was back at practice yesterday. That's a good sign. Colvers Crouch off the edge a little bit. Daryl Taylor, where have you been? Help us out, but again, those guys are We asked him to be more run. consistent. We didn't ask him to completely evaporate. Exactly. Tennessee's got to load a man in the box. You can afford to load a man in the box right. against Mississippi State because Schrader and Tommy Stevens both, they're only averaging, I think they're 10th in the SEC in passing right sure. now. Not very good. Sure. So you can take advantage of that. You can load the box a little sure. bit. Stop the run. That's another key to victory. But Stopping the run, running the football, it's going to be the, the conditions are going to be like that on Saturday. I think that's an easy step to get to an easy win. Or not an easy win, but on your way to a win. I like everything you just laid out there. I have a question to ask you about the defensive side of the football. Okay. How do you think Aubrey Solomon has performed since the kind of the workings of, hey, you're cleared, Georgia State's here. All the storylines that we heard about Aubrey Solomon. People were so amped about getting him cleared. Now that he's cleared, it seems like kind of that aura of Aubrey Solomon has kind of worn off and he hasn't been part of the storylines. Is it because, well, Aubrey Solomon hasn't been noticeably improved or is it because he's done his job and there's no reason you you only talk about him if it's negative? I don't know which one it is. I think Solomon has to have a huge presence in the front for Tennessee to be able to get to one of Tommy Stevens or Garrett Schaefer. But also with that... Can I just I just want to say, yeah, for as bad as a game that people said that he had, and I don't disagree, he needs to improve in the Florida game, his first his first action back. I thought Bryce Thompson had himself a good game against Georgia. So is Bryce Thompson now officially worth the rust off and we're back to seeing Bryce Thompson of old? Yeah, I mean I, I saw Again, maybe maybe you're like Ivans, what are you seeing? Uh, I saw Bryce Thompson, especially in the run defense. Yeah, and that's where he, that's yeah. where he's better at. Yeah. You know, really. I mean he's he's trailed receivers a lot throughout his career. He still has a little ways to go, but you're right, he was better. He played a better second half of Florida. That first half was abysmal, abysmal. for him. Uh, but he played better than you can literally game. see him line up across a receiver and go, Is this my guy? Yeah. Bryce, who else would it be, man? Yeah, yeah. Who else so, would it be? I think he played better, and that's a good sign for Tennessee, especially with the injuries a little bit to Warren Burrell. Right. Alante Taylor. Burrell didn't play in that game. But back to Aubrey Solomon. First of all, the expectations were, you know, free Aubrey Solomon, let him play. Aubrey this. So right. the expectations were like J.J. Peterson level up here. And um, so no one is ever going to live up to those expectations. But in the case of Aubrey Solomon, Jeremy Pruitt said on Monday as much, you know, He's been banged up a little bit. He's had a shoulder. He's had knee. He's had all this stuff. But really, he played 18 snaps against Georgia before exiting due to injury. Those are some pretty good 18 snaps. Aubrey Solomon's been pretty good in the run game as well. Right. 
you just haven't seen that from a pass rushing standpoint. And so I think Aubrey Solomon's again, the expectation is that no one was ever going to – he wasn't going to get three sacks a game right. like Tennessee fans thought he was going to. That's just not the case. But Aubrey Solomon, along with Greg Emerson, who has had times he's rushed the quarterback, along with Bumpus, along with Taylor, along with Quaveris Crouch, that whole group needs to be better at getting after the quarterback. That's where Tennessee has struggled. And Nigel Warrior even pointed out yesterday a good front four yeah. means a good back four. And right now we need to work together to, to get that. When I get off this roof on Saturday, it's going to be because Tennessee won a football game because Ty Chandler got over 15 carries, five or six touches, and because Tennessee's defense, no matter what the weather is, simply put hat to football, and they did not allow Mississippi State to get more yards after carry. Now, And I, I can't stress that enough. There are thumpers in the SEC, and I'm not breaking any news here, but when you see the names and the teams that are below Mississippi State on what they do after yards, after catch, contact, and just more to ground after the initial hit, I mean, it's astonishing how many of those guys can absorb the first, second hit and just yeah. keep their legs moving. Mm-hmm. And in a game where people hold on to the football and they want to keep away, Tennessee cannot – They can't. I know this doesn't work well for the podcast – they cannot – continue to do this go arm slip i was going for the ball no it i understand turnovers is how you win football games i would rather have more sound hip face mass chest hits create the turnovers fundamental hits instead of just i want to get sexy and i want to hear click clack tennessee's also going to be going against probably a pair of quarterbacks we don't really know if it's going to be tommy stevens garrett schrader um dissecting the two so far this season i want to i want to know your thoughts on them but it's going to be true freshman against grad transfer and freshman over there. Yeah. The quarterback play is not going to be super good in this football game. Again, that's more or less to the running style of football that sure. we're going to see Saturday. Your thoughts on Schrader, uh, Stevens, which one will we see? Which one will give them the best chance if both healthy? What are your thoughts? Tommy Stevens, I didn't see a lot of when I was covering the Big Ten because he was behind Trace McSorley. And when I heard Joe Moorhead at SEC Media Days in Hoover say, oh, man, they're this close. They're this close. Tommy Stevens was this close, and he did the index, he did the index to thumb to yeah. replacing Trace McSorley or beating Trace McSorley out. A little hyperbole. I, I didn't really believe that. You have to say those things to hype up your transfer coming in. Yeah. Tommy Stevens is a very good quarterback. And if me to have better chances to leave and Tennessee to have better chances to win, I want to see Garrett Schaefer out there. I think Will put it best. He mentioned this to me yesterday when he came to visit off the air, and then – he re-emphasized that again today on the air. Garrett Schaefer will stand under center. He'll take a snap, and he'll throw a rope to a receiver for 22. And it's just like, man, that guy's got it. And the very next play, he'll take a snap, miss a handoff, look, panic, and then he's in no man's land, and he is having to pick grass out of his face mask. It with Garrett Schaefer is literally a play-by-play basis. Mississippi State wouldn't have much of a question of, hey, do we rush Tommy Stevens back? A lot of the questions they're currently going through of Garrett Schaefer was playing more consistently. Not only can Garrett Schrader throw the football a little bit. I keep calling him Schaefer? Yeah. Schrader, I apologize. I call him thinking of Schaefer with Andrew Schrader. I misspoke. That's fine. He's also, he can run the football, though. Yeah. Uh, And that's something, you know, (laughs) Schrader, I believe, has, if I can pull it up here, Let's see here. Uh, they'll give us rushing stats. Anyway, he almost has as many rushing yards as Ty Chandler right now, which is not good. That's not good. That's not good at all. That's not good. And so you need to – and Tennessee has struggled with dual-threat quarterbacks yeah. and the RPO option, the zone read option. So if you do get Schrader, 
In which I agree. I would rather face – if I'm Tennessee, I'd rather go up against Schrader than yeah, Tommy Stevens. Right. He does play – his strength is Tennessee's weakness right now, right. one of the weaknesses. So, going to have to wrap up. It's key to responsibilities and find the quarterback and tackle him because Georgia State ran all over him. BYU ran all over yep. him. Trask a little bit at times did. He didn't have too much. And then Jake Fromm literally could have painted a – Jake Fromm could have ran for president the other night. He, he, he didn't get touched. That's a good not, point. Yeah, not one QB hurry. That's a good not point. only is no sacks, not one QB hurry. Yeah. How is that possible in a football game? So, again, I keep going back to pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. Uh, that, that's a key to victory, too. I will say this. Colvera's Crouch, inside linebacker, I think that he's going to be a 4-4 guy, meaning he's going to play all four. Right. I don't think you're not going to see him in the in the buck formation anymore off the edge. But I do think Tuo comes out, Batuli comes out, 27 is the first one in. I, I and he played that during spring, too. I am so anxious to see him from his comments with the media, how he can have a laugh and share. And he he, it's, you know, he doesn't take it too serious, except when it's time to get on the football field yeah. and then he smells blood. Yeah. That And then plus the whole former number one overall, he can play running back. Like, it just the possibilities, you know what I mean? It's just you're so anxious to kind of see him unlock that potential. All right, so in that case, you better hope Tennessee is victorious on Saturday against State or – The defense is improving. That's all I'm pointing out in this – and I think Maurer gives them the spark that they're looking for. I don't think this is anything about Jarrett Garantano. I think this is more about Brian Maurer hungry for his chance to help Tennessee get over this hiccup. And the best part about everything that happened last week against Georgia, in my opinion, was the raw-raw mentality that Garantano had when Maurer came off the field. Helping him, giving him the second pair of eyes and being oh, yeah. like, hey, get it out faster. That was a good read, but let's do this different. Yeah, Ma- uh, Garantano did exactly what you would want an upperclassman to right. do, a senior to do. He was out there when, when Maurer got drilled. He was the second one out there to help him up, bring him up. That's what you need. And in Tennessee, as long as Maurer's under center, they're going to need Garantano to be that guy. And that was the second time we've actually had to question Garantano's I guess being a good teammate, teammate maybe. Because yeah. questioning his loyalty of being a teammate. Yeah. Because whenever Quentin Dorman got the start against Georgia Tech, you know, there was always ESPN had no problem cutting to the sidelines and being like, oh, how's he reacting to that? How's it like? Kurt Herbstreit had a field day with that. Yeah, hoping, hoping that there was a story there. And and Jarrett doesn't take the bait. And and that's amazing. Good for him. You know, we talked about it on the radio show all week long. But, you know, real quick, Brian Maurer, nothing that I saw from UTC or Florida led me to believe that he could come out. I'm not saying he didn't have it in him. I, I didn't think he was ready. Nothing that I saw from him in practice led me to believe he would go out and begin that game the way he did. Football is a four-quarter game. Maurer went from 10 of 21, 205, two touchdowns in the first half to four of seven, 54 yards interception in the second half. Georgia made adjustments. Now Maurer's got to learn how to make adjustments off those adjustments. Jeremy Pruitt said that earlier in the week as well. But, hey, man, to me, I love Newland Stadium. I was like, wow, didn't see that coming. Right. What did you think about Maurer? I thought Maurer was a pleasant surprise. Uh, because we all, and I think the majority of the media – Oh, they're like, well, we understand JG's struggling, but I don't think Mauer's ready to go. So, when I first saw him, I thought, all right, we saw the tape when he was at a, in Ocala, Florida, and he was doing high school things. What does Brian Mauer have to do to kind of make things difficult? Because that's what you, you want to uh, allow me, if you will. You want a embarrassment of riches, if you will. You know. Not everybody gets an Alabama situation where Tua rolls his ankle and then you have Jalen Hurts. But you want to know that you have a reliable quarterback who you can turn to, whether it's for a boost of energy, just kind of a 
challenge. Because what's the what brings out the best in everybody? Competition. Competition. Yep. Whatever the mentality may be or the reason behind it, you just want to know you have a comparable quarterback back there. Yeah. So you knew Brian Maurer was going to have the adrenaline running. You know he's going to be pumped up, amped up, more than a normal quarterback would be. And Maurer went out there and just said, what do I have to lose? And sometimes throwing caution to the wind is the best medicine. And, man, I have to say, and I mentioned it this morning on the program, a lot of people want to talk about, oh, who cares, Georgia won. Oh, who cares? Second half's what I remember. That first pass he had to Callaway, and Riley Locklear picked up that stunt blitz and just rolled him over so Maurer yep. had an extra step and he could give Callaway another two seconds to get separation. Man. Look, I know the offensive line is, is you know, a work in progress, and they're improving every week. That looked like a team, first half, that had it. Kirby Smart, known for his inability to make adjustments between quarters and halves. It looked like he had that 20 minutes at the chalkboard to go here, 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 and here, and let's see what happens. Tennessee made improvements. Tennessee led that football game up until the two, one minute, 59 second mark of the second quarter. And then at the snap of the fingers, it shows you where Tennessee is, where Georgia is. Georgia scored two touchdowns in the span of a minute and 50 seconds to end the half. Yep. Score again coming out of the half, and then that's all she wrote. So a kick a field goal, and that's all she wrote. But I agree with you. There are positive to take from that. Tennessee's offensive line is getting better. Quick injury update from being at practice yesterday. Riley Locklear, who I'm going to call it a concussion. Jeremy Pruitt did, but I'm going to call it a concussion. Um, got banged up pretty bad there in that game. He was at practice, did not participate, though. He was there, didn't participate. Trey Smith, Jameer Johnson, Karon Calverts, and Darnell Wright all practicing. So that's a good sign. Aubrey Salmon back at practice on Tuesday. Great sign. He was practicing. Again, Quiveris Crouch, Warren Burrell practicing. Great sign. Quiveris Crouch, inside linebacker, getting some rotational pieces all across there. Tyler, we've got to wrap this thing up, man. You've got media crews up on media crews lining up here. I made the joke earlier this morning. I was like, I don't know what your day looks like. I mean, but, but really, I mean, you have people coming in and out, in and out all day. And so I'm going to get out of your hair. I'm going to be back this week. Hopefully I won't be here next week. Why, are you going to go up here after I'm done to keep the good luck flowing? Because I'm coming down Saturday. No, that's my point. I'm saying I'm saying I'm hoping I'm not up here next week because if I am. Well, then the way you should say it is this has been an interesting this has been an interesting podcast location. It has. I'll come back to see you on Friday so I can get my final taste. I've always wondered how they get the cars up here at Toyota Knoxville. I have. See? So you got what you need. You I got your fill, and I'm glad I gave you this opportunity to come get your fill. I got to wave at, like, 15 cars that beep. More than 15. Golly, there's so many cars that are beeping as we go by. So Look at the look at the VIP parking spot you had. I know. I made it myself. You backed that sucker in, man. I got to say, dude, would I have ever done this? Probably not. But, my goodness, you have made the most of this situation. You're a man of your word. I don't want to say you have it made here. You're still on a roof next to the interstates. But you have got a nice setup. Again, thanks to all the people that have come by to see Tyler. We're not even 48 hours in this thing yet. Yeah. He's going to be here all week. Yeah. Pops Donuts, uh, Big Kahuna Wings. Gus's uh, Chicken. Gus's Fried Chicken. The cafe down here at Toyota Knoxville. Ham and Toyota goodies. of Knoxville. Eagle Ham and Goodies. Eagle Distributing. Hound Dogs. Edwin Watts Golf. River Sports. It's all right. Stand here. All occasions party rentals. There we helping to make sure I stay dry. WML. Everything. I mean, there's been it's been a group effort, and there's going to be more to come. I just hope people. Ought, I'm glad people understand why I'm doing this. Yeah. And there is, they're confident like I am, and that's good because you know what the best part about being a Tennessee fan is? What's that? That's what we have in common. Is the beauty of being fans of the University of yeah. Tennessee. And guess Absolutely. what? We'll celebrate national championships together, 
and we'll keep each other clean and dry during dirty times, and we'll continue to build our way and get ourselves out of this hole. Tyler was on WVLT yesterday. He was on WAT of Knoxville yesterday, that being Tuesday. He'll be on WBIR-TV of Knoxville here on a Wednesday. David Ubbin put out a fantastic article. I'm anxious to read this. You, on you, Tyler. I, I've really talked it up. It. It's yeah. really, I mean, they, he's an incredible writer. Uh, it's on The Athletic. If you have the app, if you have a subscription, read it. It's awesome. Got quotes from Eric Ainge, Will West. It's on Tyler. It's great. Check it out. But, again, if you're in the area, if you're a listener of this podcast, literally before Saturday at 4 o'clock, stop by. Say hello. to Come watch the game with him. Will's going to be here. It's going to be a watch party. It's going to be a fun time. Literally, Tyler's not going anywhere. You know where to find him. So come by and say hello. Dude, it's been fun. Shake my hand. I've had fun on this rooftop. love. Appreciate it, And uh, let's do some more podcasts on location. This has been a blast. Yeah. I'm going to come over here after you hit uh, stop hitting record. There's a bag of Big Kahuna flavored chips that have gone somewhere. And I'm tired of you and John Stansel coming up here and eating all my blasted chips. <laughs> I said a minute ago. You don't ago. come up here to eat my chips. I said, I know that you're on this rooftop. You can't leave, but I'm going to steal all your they're, food. They're coming to eat all my chips. This is ridiculous. Let's get out of here. This has been the Gentleman's Hour podcast. He's Thanks Tyler Robbins. Guys. Thank you guys so much for always listening, contributing, and having fun with us. Come by and see him again. He's at Tyler Robbins on Twitter. I am at underscore Kaner. You can follow us at sportsradiownml.com, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Another Gentleman's Hour podcast is in the books with the starting lineups, Tyler Ivins and Eric Kane. Chat with the guys on Twitter, at Tyler Ivins and at underscore Kaner. It's the Gentleman's Hour podcast on The Sports Animal.